I was at a dog park this morning and someone was quoting, they're like, well, this groundhog said this and this groundhog said this. They were, they were uh, using groundhogs as if they were like um, biblical commentators. Human creativity is an unbelievable force. But for every great invention and idea that's designed with a clear purpose, there are several shots in the dark that seemingly come out of nowhere. Connecting unrelated dots, meeting unnecessary needs, leading our species in questionable directions. What's even more amazing is that many of these quests and creations have become amongst the most adopted elements of the modern age. In this podcast, we explore these terrible ideas and present some thoughts on what potentially sparked them and examine what we think made them work. Welcome to Terrible Ideas. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Nick. Welcome <laughs> to Terrible Ideas, um, the podcast where we discuss things that are well accepted by society, but we believe are in the end, terrible ideas. Whew, it's such, you said it was such gravitas today. I feel like we're going to hear some tremendously terrible ideas today. I'm going to speak more bass too, terrible ideas. Well, I'm not sure if that's, that's good bass. I'm not sure if it's, uh, it could be the microphone I'm using today. I usually uh, am speaking in a cavernous room, and today I'm not. No, 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 it's great. I, I like it. I like the, the gravitas. Anyways, um, so, you know, last week there was a, some, I, or the, in our last episode, I should say, there was some hefty debate around with whether things were terrible or not. Um, what, uh, do you want to kick us off with Okay, with so a yeah, terrible idea? Yeah, I have some ideas that I think are terrible. Um, and uh, this has been an interesting week. So let's talk about a couple of things. So the the first thing I think of, um, well, there are certain things that happen in the world that we take for granted. Um, for example, what day of the week it is, right? Today is whatever day it is. Um, or what month it is, or what season it is. So I can tell you those things pretty clearly. I can say it is winter, it is February, it is, uh, I actually don't know what day it is, it's Tuesday, Tuesday, right? Um, but of all those things, so the idea of months and the idea of uh, what month it is, I get it, you have to name them something, they were named at a certain time. But then they all have different lengths of, of days, right? So like, what I can't figure out is why does like, uh, you know, remember that song like- uh, 30 days, half September, April, June, and November? Is that the song you, you think? You know that song. I, I don't know what the- I, I knew All the rest of 31, except for, yeah, I sang it to somebody yesterday. <laughs> okay, so you know that song. I That song, this is where this came from. So that song stumbled me up, I was like, 30 days have blah, 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 and blah. I didn't know what the blah <laughs> was. And so, and that's the whole point of the song, right? So the question is, what, why are these things so kind of randomized and, and wrong? And so I think the Gregorian calendar is a terrible idea. 
Um, it, oh, so, so sorry, just to clarify, they're Gregorian. Gregorian. Okay. Um, okay. I, I have questions before I can even say if it's a terrible agree or not, but go on. Okay, but then I went on the Google and I started looking up what the calendar was, right? And I'm sorry, how, did, you, did you say the Google like you're over 60? I went on the Google and I, I looked up and I saw the Gregorian calendar and apparently days last, okay, so it's based on, I understand that at some point in time, so I guess it was like a couple hundred years ago, Someone was looking up into the stars, figured out the world was rotating around something else and timed it out, but they got it wrong. They got it wrong by a certain fraction, right? And the fraction is, um, I guess, the reason why we have leap years, right? But so we have leap years to correct for that. And then there's also leap years that happen every 400 years. So for example, the year 2000 was a, a year when there was 366 days but the year 1900 was not. Only years divided by 400 count as those extra leap years. And the reason why is because there's some, it's like 365.2425 or something like that, some stupid number. So basically they got it wrong. And now we've been correcting for that ever since. There must be a better way to build a calendar where you just take the, um, the number of rotations around the sun divided by a number, that number is an even number, and that is what the days become. And there have been- Except that, except that doesn't, that, does that rotational time change annually? I don't think it does. And I, I don't think the, the world speeds up every couple of years. No, it, every year it takes a certain amount of time to do this thing, right? Yeah. Uh, to, to go around the sun. And keep in mind, I'm not a scientist at all, and I have no scientific knowledge. But we're going to know how this very works. seriously. Anyways, go on. Yeah. But so there's there are all these mistakes that we've been using leap years to kind of counteract, and they do it somewhat well, but not perfectly, right? So there have been other people who've suggested other calendar systems. There was like a world calendar suggested. And the reason why they haven't been accepted is because the religions push back and say, no, we can't have that because every Saturday is the Sabbath or every Sunday is the Sabbath. That's right. Don't you, don't you push your calendar on me? No, I've been following this calendar for, and they're like forever. And it's not forever. It's for a thousand years out of like a 7 billion year time frame, right? Um, the whole calendar system is complete bullshit. Like there's nothing to it of any consequence. So it's interesting because I know this isn't the calendar itself, uh, but I believe it's this year they're getting rid of daylight savings. Here. Here, I, I know, but like, just, just think about it. You know what? Let's not do that change in time anymore. Or let's implement a time change. If they can do that, then you can implement a, a new calendar. Well, there are certain states, like Indiana has, has at various times, three different time zones in that one state, um, just because different counties follow different rules. Hmm. Um, so I, I, again, could be dead wrong, but I think that's the case. Um, hmm. Bottom line is that calendar science is, is based on so much guesswork 
that we've proven wrong over time, it is time to work together to revolt and start a new calendar system that works. Okay, so I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I do think the count that the Gregorian calendar I, is a bad idea. I have a couple of questions. Uh, one, um, who were the Gregors? I assume it's a guy named Greg. <laughs> I, I actually think the Gregorian calendar was started by a guy named Greg, and he was like, "Okay, this is the way it's going to be," and everyone was like, "Yeah, cool, Greg." But was was Greg like like first? I tackle the sundial. Like, check this out. I know it's not perfect if it's cloudy, but I've got, and then, wait a second. If I extrapolate what's happening every time it goes around, the dial, the dial goes around on a sunny day, then we can make that, we can figure out how many days are in the month and in the year. Maybe, maybe that guy was like the guy. Well, the, the, whole, the whole system of how you develop a calendar, how you figure out that we live on a circle inside of another another big kind of space, like, which all could be wrong by the way, but like, regardless, um, like these are huge kind of things. And also this was done way before satellites, way before um, whatever lasery things we use nowadays. So mm -hmm. like um, back in like the 1500s or whenever this was done, the, the I guess the, the zeros, People were sitting there trying to figure out, hey, what's going on? It's winter now. Hey, and also here, so we, 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 we're recording this in Canada. So we have a pretty defined winter, right? I'm assuming this was done in like Babylonia or like, uh, or wherever the old yeah. people lived, right? It was all old people in this one place that you're thinking of. And the old people weren't old because they, they all died at 25. So oh, like, it's a yeah. bunch of young people sitting there like, hey, what's going on? I think the world's changing. It's changing at a certain pace. Let's measure it. And then they'd hire people to, to sit outside and measure the sun shadows and the and figure out like, hey, this probably is happening this way. And then in order to check it, it would take another year to check that. Hmm. I'm getting pretty worked up about this, but I think- I, I, I don't want you to get too worked up about it because I think there's not much you can actually do about it, Daniel. No, it's a nice February morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. Um, oh, it is Groundhog Day. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Someone, I was at a dog park this morning and someone was quoting, they're like, well, this groundhog said this and this groundhog said this. They were, they were uh, using groundhogs as if they were like um, biblical commentators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which uh, is actually the terrible idea that I'd forgotten and, and now want to bring back up. What was? Groundhog Day. Was that it? Yeah. For real? For real. Yeah. Okay. So we'll <laughs> talk about that in a second. In a second, but I love the link between calendar and time. So that's great. Okay. Anyways, I, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think that the, the, the calendar system, uh, I guess my follow-up question then would be, if you were to just take a stab at it, how would you approach a new calendar? Okay, so I would do a That's a great question. So you could either oversimplify or undersimplify. So the idea of minutes and the idea of like, a, uh, or seconds, a second seems to be a good unit of time to measure because it seems to be a countable number. You can't have, um, you can't have, 
fractions of time that are unmeasurable. So a second's good because people can somewhat count a second. You can be like one, two, three, four. And it seems to be somewhat of a measure, right? Um, so I, I like that as a base unit. I like the idea of everything else in our, in our world works on these base 10 systems. Why is the calendar base 12? So I probably would start off by, by making it into a base 10 system. Have, have you met the British? No. <laughs> they, they, they have uh, measurements like Fortnite and stone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but like, I, I'm trying to make it, I, I'm trying to think it out like, I'm trying to be as science as I can be on a Tuesday morning with no science background. Yeah, no, no, no. And I appreciate the word science-y. Yeah, like yeah. I do base 10 system with around the same kind of like metronome. Oh, yes. So, so base, let's just say that you're then, it's every minute would be a hundred. I, I, I well, the, the word minute is just a, a like minutes of, fictitious concept right it's a we've decided we're calling this a minute it could be whatever you want it to be all right so so let's just uh, let's dive into this so if it's base 10 yeah uh so 10 10 seconds is is a is a unit of time that allows you to think of it's a long time okay but build, build it a bit forward so naming the naming these sections you can you can name them so people can refer to them Right yeah. now, we call them like January, February, March, named after, I think, like... Gods. Old people, gods, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, but what if you name it based on something that's more universal, like the temperature? So what month is... Or what, 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 uh, okay, it is uh, the third, the third... Uh, of icicle. Third quadrant of cold. Yeah. <laughs> Except... Except that uh, that's what they did on, isn't that why it was always winter coming on Game of Thrones? Like it was just, it's winter because it's eight years of cold. Well, but uh, that's also, the, that's the optimism of life. You can always look at things as saying winter is always coming or hey, summer's always coming. Yeah. It's almost your birthday, always. But but I, I would, you know, the problem is, um, you know, you live in California, it's rarely the season of cold. They're having a cold snap right now, but their cold snap means it's like five or six degrees, seven degrees. Uh, my, my dear Nick, this is why I'm not a calendar scientist. But I like the thinking. I like the idea of, of uh, like, so you've, you've, you've got it in groups of 10. You've got from 10, like the, everything is in tens. So that means that instead of, uh, you've got, instead of, uh, 30 days in a month, you might actually have 10 days in a month and 10 months uh, or 100 months in the year. You, you're thinking of year, month, second, minute. Like I know. I'm stuck, in, I'm stuck in my old paradigm. Like I, I think about like the way the best recording software is used like for video editing or for, uh, or for music editing. Like they all have different systems, different counting systems, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know, it could be a color scheme. It could be we're, we are now in the seventh moment of seventh moment of blue. Oh, wow, that sounds kind of nice. Yeah, the blue. We're in the blue period. The artists would love that. 
It could be any. It could be, it could be flavors. It could be like we are now in spicy. Huh. And every country could just change whatever their flavor is. No, or we a universal flavor. So I think, you know what, I'm going to do us all a favor. I'm going to say this is a, uh, a terrible idea in the making. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Gregorian calendar, I believe, is a terrible idea. And that's it. That, that <laughs> Done. And I would, we're not, no disagreement there. No disagreement there. It, it's, I think it needs um, some adjustment. I'm not sure about your solution, but that's not what the show's about. The show isn't called New Ideas from Daniel that will replace our terrible ideas. The show is just called Terrible Ideas. Exactly. Um, so my, my idea, my th I, I look, every year, um, news outlets gather around, I don't know, who is it? Some furry creature that happens to be chosen by somebody somewhere arbitrarily that is going to choose whether or not <laughs> there's going to be a long winter or a, or, or, or a short winter. And then people talk about it, like report on it. And then, hey, what did you hear? Did you hear about Puxatani Phil or whatever it is? Um, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a terrible idea. It's, it's um, what I'd rather is somebody who actually knows about the weather, not the weatherman, but somebody who is actually a scientist in the weather going, I'm looking at what we're looking at. I'm seeing all this. When we had these weather patterns in the past, uh, in 1972, we saw this and in 1984, we saw this. I'm going to say that we are going to have a long period of cold uh, right until mid-April if you live in this region, if you live in that region, but not depending on an animal that can't even tell you if it saw its shadow. No, you're dead wrong. And here's why you're dead wrong. Um, a groundhog is, first of all, Groundhog Day is a wonderful occasion. It's a, it's a moment where you get these, it's a suspension of disbelief on a, on a communal scale that allows you to all believe that this particular animal, not just animals of that type, this particular one, who's a rotating cast of animals that live for a certain number of years, this animal will tell you what is gonna happen. And then everyone's like, yep, totally. The groundhog said this. And it, it's a good idea. Like it allows people to get, uh, get together and it's like a giant water cooler moment for society. So, so um, I love that you are, you're so, you love, I, I actually appreciate that you love the, the holiday or, or the celebration. It's not a holiday. Um, how do you observe it? Like, I know, obviously you look forward to it on a regular basis. How do you observe it? Well, no, I, I think also it's kind of like Santa Claus. Like it's a thing you all know doesn't exist and you all know it has no impact in the world at all. And like, whatever the groundhog said this morning, I don't have a clue. I, well, first of all, well, the one thing I know is that the groundhog has no knowledge more than me or any other random event of what's gonna happen. But I like the fact that it gives conversation points. Yeah, but so does politics and religion and yeah. 
and weather, we could just talk about the weather. It's just another way of talking about the weather. That's all it is. But talk it's a starting point. It's an entry point for the weather. Talking about science isn't fun. Talking about science can be proved or disproved. Talking about groundhog logic is <laughs> like it's a big subjective space. And like, like, do I think the groundhog this year had better knowledge than the groundhog last year? Do I look at what the, I guess there are people who compare the groundhog's predictions to what actually happened, right? I want to talk to those people. The groundhog scientist. Yeah, like, like well, Warden Willie's predecessor had uh, long back paws. So we knew that he had a bigger, greater chance of seeing his shadow. How do they show that they've seen their shadow? Like, what is the, it, it, is it just, here's the thing. It's the Oscars on a minor scale. Some art director and director has decided locally, globally, whatever it is, this year he's going to see his shadow, this year he's not. I think there's like some Jewish producer out there who's got big glasses who's going, 2021, see the shadow, 2022, no shadow. 23, shadow. He's just marking them off. It, it, it could be any kind of producer. It doesn't have to be a Jewish producer. It could be a... I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Is that offensive? Well, considering we're both Jewish, I'm not sure if it's uh, offensive <laughs> or if it's uh, self-deprecating, but like the... Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, it was my, my early... Uh, my, my attempt at, at showing that the producer behind the scenes is what there's a wizard back there who's just deciding whether they're Jewish or Muslim or whatever, it yeah. doesn't matter. They've got the power. Yeah, I, I, what I like about the Groundhog Day thing also is that like today, so today is a real day and real things happened and some very consequential, right? There was, there's a military coup in, in Myanmar. There is a uh, you know, thousands of people getting ill with uh, this plague. And no matter what happens, guaranteed one minute of the news tonight will be on. And I then know. Pennsylvania, this is what happened with the groundhog. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, it's a it's a distraction. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I think we could all use distractions these days. You know, it's, um, uh, it's something that we could all use as something positive. But at the same time, I'd also, here, here's what I'd watch at the end of the news, if I watch the news at the at 6.30 at night. Uh, I'd say, here's Daniel with his son uh, feeding the ducks uh, at the local park. I would say, I'm like, oh, awesome. Look at that. That's so cute. But they, that's it. I'd, I'd love they, that. It's a place of life. Give but they do that. The news always ends off. Not the, the Actually, generally, in the news, the last five minutes of the news is always some like fluffy, nice story. Yeah, looks like bunnies are coming early this year because there's a whole bunch of them at the local park. This seven-year-old can play the harp. <laughs> you know? so I'd rather that than give uh, Puxatawney Willie or Wharton Willie or whatever. Uh, anyways, you know what? We're going to agree to disagree. I think it's a, I, I do like distractions. I do like the lights, but I'm not sure if I think that Groundhog Day is the right kind. I'm just thinking about if I was to drop dead right this second, I think my tombstone would be Daniel hates the calendar, loves the groundhog. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to quote uh, Martin Short, who said, 
his, and I think it'd be a good one. That his he said his his uh, tombstone would say, Martin Short, almost. That's very funny. I thought it was funny. It was funny. Almost. Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, so so far we have two things. Here's the third one, and this one's interesting because it's relevant. Yeah. And on Twitter, um, so you know this. This, uh, this podcast, we have a Twitter handle, mm. and every once in a while I put things on Twitter uh, just yeah. to see what happens. I, I put a, a question a couple of days ago on Twitter, and it got massive response. It had like I think seventy responses in the first minute. Um, really? Oh yeah, massive response. And it was uh, the question was: Is Dogecoin a ter- is investing? Ha- Sorry. Is investing 10% of your life savings in Dogecoin a terrible idea? That was the question, right? Um, so first question, what's yeah. our Twitter, Twitter handle? And, and, and second question, follow up, what's Dogecoin? Great questions. These are both, I have answers for both these. Yeah. So our Twitter handle is at that underscore idea underscore sucks underscore. Ah. Or not underscore. The last one's not underscore, but it's um, no no underscore. No, it, it's that underscore idea underscore sucks. Okay, I believe is that it. And let's ask our producer. I believe it's that. Anyways, and what's Dogecoin? That's a better question. So yes, um, cryptocurrency is a big deal, right? People talk about Bitcoin and blah blah blah, right? There's a, there are thousands of cryptocurrencies out there. And there's one called uh, Dogecoin, right? And, or, or as I call it, doggy coin. But uh, it was started as a joke. It was started, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe five, 10 years ago, five years ago, maybe seven years ago. It started a couple of years ago as a joke. It has a picture of a dog. That's the logo, right? A picture of a, um, some kind of dog. Anyways, it's been worth almost nothing. And then this last week, it because of people on Reddit and people on, on the internet um, hyping it up, it went up to about five cents. I think it went up to eight cents in a moment. And so people actually made legit money off this. Um, but it's make-believe magic beans. It's just speculation. There's no value. As far as I can tell, there's no value to it. You're looking at me with concerned eyes. What's going on? No, I'm thinking about the the Reddit GameStop story. That's all. But it sounds very similar in terms of creating value for people out of right. But online. GameStop's an actual company. There's there's stores and yeah. there's a value to that stock. And so yeah. this so cryptocurrency is kind of make believe magic beans, but some of them have usefulness, right? Like absolutely, uh, yeah, uh, ether and Bitcoin. Ethereum, um, yeah. yeah, like so, and I, I have uh, some interest in some of the cryptos just because I think they're going to take over the banking system one day. But this Dogecoin thing is just like it's one of a million crypto or one of thousands of cryptocurrencies, um, and it just happens to be one that's been hyped up a lot because a lot of uh, a lot of individuals have an interest in it. And then Elon Musk got into hyping it up a bit. And it, um, 
this last week, it really, like, if you look at the graph of it, it, it was on a tear. Um, I just find that, like, cryptocurrency in general, I, I get the idea behind it, and I think it's a smart kind of thing, but you yeah. can't have a million of them. Like, you can't have so many currencies that, what am I trying to say? Well, I, I I don't know. Like you're you're saying it's a terrible idea. Let's give me three good reasons why it's a terrible idea. So I believe that Dogecoin, uh, if something started as a joke, it might actually be a joke, right? If something was started as like a a, a joke on the cryptocurrency industry, then it might not be that like that uh, that serious a play. The second thing is. Anything with a picture of a dog on it can't be can't have real value. I think. Um, what about like, say, a can of Alpo? No real value. None. How about um, the book Clifford the Big Red Dog? The book, it's the actual physical book has no real value. The, the idea of Clifford has. A I can do this value. all day, by the way. Intellectual property value. I'm just gonna keep listing things that have pictures of dogs on them. That's that's the new podcast. Pictures of have you speaking of Twitter accounts, the best Twitter account on the entire uh, Twitter thing is uh, Thoughts of Dog. Have you ever read that? No, I, but I now I will. Thoughts of Dog. Thoughts of Dog. Th- that you could spend all day reading that. It's amazing. Oh, oh, it's I don't amazing. have all day. Thoughts of Dog. All right. Um, as a dog lover, uh, I think there's tremendous value in, uh, in I think, uh, in dogs, uh, uh, which may actually counter one of my previous terrible ideas. Did I, did I put forward dogs as being a terrible idea at one point? I, th- I think so. We did do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think like it's because I, I don't like the idea of losing my dogs. I like them so much. Oh, I like dogs too. Um, but the okay, case so what I'm trying to get to with this, I yes. think Dogecoin is a terrible idea. And here's why. Um, okay. As far as I understand, there's no limit on how many they can produce. They're mined at a certain rate and mined by like solving calculations. And so they're released at a certain rate, but there's no limit to how many there can be. So in Bitcoin, you have a limit. You, you can only have um, in the history of Bitcoin, there only will be X number of Bitcoin, right? And so the value will always um, maintain itself to some extent. Yeah. But this, these other coins, these other kind of cryptos, you can just print them as much as, not as much as you want, but you can print them with no uh, limit. Um, and it, yeah, there's, there's a mining process and there's a delay in that. But, and again, this is where I'm getting out of my element because I, I really have no idea about any of this stuff. But- well, it seems to me like it's magic beans. That's the beat of this podcast. It's two um, highly intelligent people speaking about things they don't know anything about, or mostly. Um, but I, I would, I would say that you know, I um, have gone so far as to open up a uh, um, a an account on I forget what it was called, some sort of blockchain yeah. cryptocurrency app. Uh, and I even uh, for months would get uh, emails from them going, hey, you started your account, but I've never put money into it. I've ne- I, I don't feel comfortable enough because to me it's all, uh, but then again, I'm also like, I'm, unlike you, I, I can't 
foretell the future and say, I should invest in Peloton? Okay, so I, I've made today on cryptocurrency, I've already made $7.61. And what, what, what app are you using to do that out of curiosity? Uh, I, I use one of the trading apps. I use WealthSimple, but like okay. the, yeah. um, but I don't, so I think that there's a value in, in cryptocurrency, no question about it. Yeah. It, that's not the terrible idea. The terrible idea is making a joke of something and then having that joke start building its own value. Right. That, that's, that's what, I, so the terrible idea I think is Dogecoin. Right. So it's almost like, um, you know, if, if we were to go, wouldn't it be hilarious if we started a dodgeball league for over 50 or over 40? I, I'm just throwing that. I don't, I actually don't even know if you're over 40 yet, Daniel, but. Um, mm -hmm. I'm well over 40. Okay, sorry, sorry. I, I mean, I mean, I assumed, but I didn't want to assume. Um, oh, that's very kind. Um, very kind. Uh, well, you're so youthful. Um, so, so let's just say we did. The, hey, wouldn't it be hilarious if we did a dodgeball for over 40, and then all of a sudden it became a dodgeball league that was picked up all over the world. Yeah, but so, so this is dodge, not like D-O-G-E. So it's like like dog. No, no, no. I, I just happened to use that example. Just to, not dodge coin, but dog. I get it. Dodge. But I just happened to use the example. Like we were doing it as a ruse, like a, not as a ruse, as a as a as a joke. And okay. so does yeah. that mean it's now a bad idea if now lots of people are using? Is it providing value to anybody? So like the dodgeball example that would in this case, is it providing value? This is the whole thing about meme culture, right? Like, um, there are lots of jokes that become huge things, like all these kind of internet memes that go around and- The Bernie and Sanders. There are lots, yeah, the, the, the glove thing, right? Or the yeah. mittens, right? Yeah. Um, is there a value in that? I might argue no. I might argue it's just like a, that it, it, it's just a thing that fulfills like that 1% of mind space um, that, uh, that needs to be filled by something but it's transient. Once once these things go away, they go away, and so kind of like Groundhog Day. I you know what I I thought this this Dogecoin thing in my head made no sense at all. But now that I'm thinking about it, as we were talking about, I'm like yeah. I should spend all my life savings on Dogecoin. I <laughs> it makes sense. I'm glad you've come I'll to that because I have too. And and if anyone wants to tune into Daniel's new Dogecoin Now podcast. Uh, it'll be launching next week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so so that, that's the end of my conversation with you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Ever? <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, but this was, uh, this was very exciting. Okay.